right, everybody, welcome into Fresh Takes with Russo and Felice. I am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, man myth, legend himself, um, live from the planet Hoth, it's Nick Felice. Nick, how's it going? Well, not even mention it, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, maybe yeah. our historically earliest podcast ever. Yeah, so so what, what, let's take care of the housekeeping portions of everything right now, and then we can dive in. Yeah, normally we're 3 o'clock or so at this point, right? Um, Nick, you're supposed, keyword here, supposed. supposed to be Cortland, right? Yeah, TC3. Yeah, so uh, for the, that would be the Penyan boys, right? Mm-hmm. Penyan boys, a state semifinal for boys lacrosse. Um, obviously, if you don't know, you're about to know, the wildfires in Canada and the Havoc that first and foremost they're causing anyway up there, but it's now trickled over across the border for us because of the way jet streams work and everything like that with smoke and air quality is about as bad as I've ever seen it, give or take. Um, And, uh, look, games left and right across different levels have been canceled, right? And uh, I know the state's monitoring it, but um, you're supposed to be there later on this afternoon, which is why we're going right now. And that's still the plan as of right now, but uh, that'll explain why we're live anyway at nine, and we're taping here at a little after, I guess, technically nine ten at this point. But um, yeah, just handle that and let everybody know. And uh, sorry, this is permanent. This will. This is just a one off, as far as we know, anyway. And uh, keep it moving. Yeah, we'll be like we'll be like uh, since we're fresh takes, we'll be like first takes, start yelling at each other here early. In this I I just I don't know if I have that exactly in me. Um, Normally it's my allergies. I really think it's the smoke that's finally just caught up to my sinuses. <laughs> and uh, it, if you were here, if you were in the studio with us about five minutes ago, I was in a nice little sneeze fit. So good fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, excited about the morning, but also excited about my favorite month of the year, June. Mm. Big summer guy. Love this month. Was it day six? Seven. Today's day seven. It is the seventh, yeah. And it's already been a week, so... Uh, Gotta enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three month is June. I'm gonna go August. Okay. I'm gonna go April because that's interesting. Month, interesting. I like August. I like eight. September. Honorable, honorable mention. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, let me handle some podcast business here for us and thank our sponsors for today. Dr. Jeffrey Hall said, DMD, Dr. Jeffrey Hall says, Ben Candy was hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. You can visit them online at candywithdentistry.com, or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. And Cafe 19, breakfast, lunch, pastries, celebratory cakes, pies, and catering, guaranteed fresh and always local at Cafe 19 in Seneca Falls. Also offering an assortment of beverages, including tea, coffee, and espresso drinks. You can check out their full menu and weekly specials at xixcafe.com. Nick, did you see their one of their uh, seasonal drinks they have, by the way, for, for the summer? It's, um, God, I'm going to forget the name of it in all honesty, but it's a, like, frozen Oreo, like, mocha, like, frappe thing, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, it sounds fantastic. So, uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right. So, let's dive on in here because uh, at the end of the day, we still need to get things going here. Let's start with what ended up being the biggest newsmaker in the sports world yesterday. 
no, not Kyrie trying to recruit LeBron, but something borderline worse uh, <laughs> involving people who are worse. We'll see. We'll, we'll, that's why we're here. Uh, the PGA and Live uh, Golf Tour, uh, they have merged to quote-unquote unify golf. Um, I think, you know, and it's, it's – I, I don't have a good feeling about this. I think it was done – in a move to, and the way it does sound is just a move to avoid um, antitrust issues and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just don't think it's a good look. And at the end of the day, when it's not a good look, I think it harms the overall game as a whole. Um, you know, these are, this portion of it is apple to oranges in a sense, but um, remember, like, when the steroid stuff happened in baseball, right? Like, baseball, like, really hasn't recovered, to be fair yet, from the fallout of everything that kind of happened with that. And obviously, I guess one compared to another, like I said, completely different. But at the end of the day, PR is PR. And it just is not a good look, in my opinion. One, how it went down, and two, as the news settled more in throughout the day yesterday more and more golfers not on the live side but the pga side not knowing what was going on and learning about it via twitter or other social media i mean that's a big problem huge problem um and i (laughs) i'll turn it over you before i i think i get into it but like jay monahan's going to have a lot more explaining to do throughout this weekend at the RBC. I, I, it'll be interesting to see, in my opinion, how he, how he handles the storm. Yeah, well, that's the, first, that's the biggest problem, is that he did not tell his PGA Tour players. And um, I think the best way to describe this, actually, my brother said this, is like, it's the, it, it is Dunder Mifflin versus the Michael Scott Paper Company. Uh, the Michael Scott paper company did, was not doing well, but they thought they were doing well. And that, I think that's the same, uh, same goes with the LIV. Um, it's not surprising it came at this point because it were three weeks removed of the first LIV golfer to win a major championship yeah. in Brooks Kepka, arguably probably the greatest golfer in the game right now. So here's what they needed. The PGA tour needed the, the golfers. They needed the Kepkas. They needed the, they needed the big name. Not saying Phil Mickelson's great, but he's a he's a big name. They wanted to draw in more for more money. They wanted more players. The LIV they needed the TV rights. They're not going to be on the CW their whole time and survive. Right. So now with this merger, they get the ESPN deals. They get the CBS deals. They are going to get their NBC, tour. NBC. Yeah. yeah, they're going to get their tour promoted very well. Um. Obviously, the biggest thing that I think they're going to come to an agreement with is the cut players are going to be getting guaranteed money. There's not going to be, you're not going to be getting cut from a tournament now and getting zero, zero dollars from the tournament. So yeah, I think that will be the number one thing that they will change. I don't really care about the, the, the if they're wearing shorts, the music's a little weird. Um, <laughs> the 54 holes is corny. Uh, they better stick with the 72 holes for PGA tour events. Cause I know the tours are still going to go on, yeah, but uh, the, but they're just going to be united now, so you, where you can play and eat any tour. So, yeah. they wanted the names. The PGA Tour wanted the names. The LAV wanted the money. I don't know. They wanted the the 
the the advertising, I should say. They have the money. Uh, uh, but uh, this also goes with the European tour, the DP World yeah. Tour tour. So and that portion of it to me is interesting because the DP was uh, kind of like one of those potential landing spots for the live guys to play and get, um, you know, at the time, right, the, the thought of getting was whether it was world ranking or kind of doing the qualifying stuff they would need to qualify for certain events they still would want to play in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it's one of those things where, and, like, I, I hearken back to this. I've said it before uh, on a couple different platforms. Like, the it's kind of funny to me how we have, like, the sports washing element of this, right? And now, really, to be fair, it's, it's going to be at the doorstep of a lot of people who didn't think it was going to be at their doorstep. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be. And... You know, I've noticed it for, <laughs> I wouldn't say years, but it's all those things where, like, you know, I watch Formula One and these Saudi-backed companies or Saudi, Saudi-owned Saudi companies have been on race cars, I mean, dating back to the 80s with Williams with Saudi Airlines, um, you know, all the way through now with, like, say, Aramico or anything like that. And they have signage at all the United States Grand Prix runs, whether it's in Miami or Austin or Vegas this year. So, I don't know. Um, I'd say the positive, if there is a positive in it, I don't know. I think, you know, <laughs> I think the positive is I don't think the actual gameplay is going to change all that much. I don't foresee, I don't foresee, for example, the PGA, the PGA side of it going to, like, the team side of it. They better. Um, you know, I, maybe I'm misreading it and, and whatever, but, like, it seems as though, like, the Liv stuff will stay with, like, Liv and the PGA stuff stays with the PGA type deal. Same, like, you know, with DP and everything like that. So, um, I guess in that sense, that's a positive to me because I don't, I don't necessarily hate, I think, like, the team element necessarily i don't like the way they kind of go about it's like it like nascar it's out well i mean i don't know if it's like nascar in that sense i mean nascar you're still competing against your teammates in that sense you know what i mean you're competing against your teammates in golf yeah but like with live like <laughs> in nascar they don't go hendrick motorsports wins the weekend for the team yeah. <laughs> like they don't do that like it's it's, they it's want very the, much so very singular. They want all these guys playing the Ryder Cup as well. The Ryder Cup. The do you think that was a? Do you think that's a big part in this, or because like to me, I think it's like a second, a very, 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 very secondary thing that was in the back of this. It's a point, but it's not the big point. But uh, I mean, the Ryder, the Ryder Cup, the PGA and Live have nothing to do with the Ryder Cup, so that's why I'm saying it. Like, I don't, I don't think it really had anything to do with it. And I think they were going to play anyway. I mean, the golfers are in the different tours, but most of them still like each other. I mean, for the most part, that's your Patrick Reed. <laughs> wow. Patrick Reed, Rory. Fat, Fat Pat's got some issue over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think those two like each other much, but. Well, yeah. Uh, I think, I think it, I mean, they, you have to like it because there's nothing you can do. You're just, when you're not going to play golf, 
These are all the major tours in golf now. Right. He's just not going to play. I mean, they're going to have to play, so. No, I, I think my main thing with it is just, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't – I just I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you think, like saying like oh they also like like each other I I I think very much so there are guys who don't like each other on both ends because of the way everything fell out last year and like really at the end of the day the people I feel bad for it I mean it's whatever I mean you could say why do you feel bad for these athletes and stuff well I feel bad for like Rory for example why do you feel bad for these athletes and stuff. Well, I feel bad for, like, say, like, Rory and, like, these guys on the PGA I mean, side. They're, mo- they're mostly mad at Jay Monahan right now. Well, that's what I'm getting at, right? But, like, these guys, I feel bad for them because, like, they're just banging the – they bang the drum about loyalty and everything like that for Jay Monahan. But, like, they took this stand and, and for what, uh, less than a year later, literally, like, well, it was all for naught. They're after at your they, doorstep. After they won their first major. Right. LIV. Yeah. For Tiger, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a little bummed by the news, but Tiger's really only gonna be playing in a few majors and that's it. I mean hate to say it, Tiger's game's is past him, but uh Well <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but for these other guys that play in like majority of the PGA tour events, it's it's a big deal for them. What um so what do you think so will be the first maybe domino at this point to fall? Kind of in this post-merger sense. The cuts. Mm. People not getting paid. Guaranteed money is going to be the number one thing. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be LIV guaranteed money. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're, they're paying Phil Mickelson $200 million, who's basically in the golf game washed. I don't I mean, you play golf to your 85 years old, but uh, for professional golf, he's kind of washed. But uh, uh, that would be number one. They're not going to change the holes. I mean, if you want to play 54 holes, go on the LIV tour. Mm-hmm. I'll play 72 holes, go on the PGA tour. I think the 54 holes is stupid. Uh, you'd be surprised how, how many people have 54 hole leads and then they blow it in the last 18. Right. It, it, I think 72 holes separates the men, uh, separates the boys from the men. It's a lot. For the boys. Man. And uh, I think it's the perfect amount. I mean, this group message I have with Justin and Pat, or a group of buddy, our buddies, they, we started talking about that. And I was like the only one that was for the 72 holes. They were all for the 54 holes. Not to bring up this. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But neither of those two are exactly the greatest in terms of. <laughs> but that, in ter- in terms of gauging anything like morality wise to whatever anyway. I was so. like, <laughs> if you take away 50, if you make take away 18 holes, it's like take away the. They're like. They were like, the first round doesn't matter. It's like, well, okay. I don't know Now Friday's that. the first round. Yeah. The first round never going to go away. You're just getting rid of the last round. Yeah. And it's like, it's like getting rid of the, f- I was saying the first quarter, but it's almost like getting rid of the fourth quarter in the NBA. It's like, oh, we're done after three quarters. It is kind of Elam ending-esque in a way when you think about it. Yeah. It, I mean, although I guess it's a little bit different because, like, the trailing team can still, like, come back in theory and win. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, I could kind of care less maybe in a sense about the 54 to 72. But, like, they just shoved the 54 so much in your face that it just feels so much like a gimmick that it's like, I'd rather do the 72. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And it's tough, too, because, like, admittedly, like, for me, I'm so in my infancy with golf in the grand scheme of it, right? You're further along the line than I am, I would say. And to me, like, to me, it's not going to affect, like, me wanting to go out. Like, I still, <laughs> as, long, as long as it's semi more clear out than it is today. <laughs> not go, you're not going out there today? Oh, I will not be going out today, no. But, like, Friday, I want, I'm going to, I, I, I'm planning on going out. Like, you know, it's not going to affect me. I do feel bad for the back end of it where I do kind of worry, you know, in the grand scheme of it, our – you know, our what will what will it look like in a calendar year, more or less? Uh, because at the end of the day, for a sport to survive, right? And this is the part that kind of sucks. Like golf as a collective whole was looking really great for the year. When you think about it, they had a couple really great majors so far. Um, within that, you have arguably the sports story of the year in Michael Block. And now it's just going to be covered within, frankly, what more than likely will end up being a controversial or controversy-ridden story. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get concerned about, you know, if you have somebody like me in their infancy with the sports still, um, who, like, it will just be like, well, I'm not down with this. I'm kind of done with it, you know. That's where I kind of wonder about what like what the next calendar year really looks like for this because this is going to be a very this will be a very important step for the future of the sport at least for the near future anyway yeah i mean they had to come out with it now because i think the 2023 2024 schedule comes out here soon yeah so and they want to be on board with this for next year so uh i think it'll be good for the long haul right now it's just kind of a I mean, I wasn't surprised that it came at this point, but I was surprised that they actually agreed to a deal. As we're always surprised when the MOB and the MOB players come to mm-hmm. a deal as well. So, uh, in a way, but at least with that, it's always out in the public. Like this was just behind. Yeah, I know. This was literally just behind back doors, outside of. In all honesty, no one even knew they were talking. And all, all out, and all honesty, outside of the whip player, the way it sounds like there were some whip players who knew it was coming. Like Phil said over the weekend, like I know effectively, I know something you don't know. Like. <laughs> End of the day, LIV, the live, they won this. And yeah, no, they did. They, and, they, and it's damning. Were... It's damning when you have one of the best players in the world, and Colin Morikawa, literally tweet right after the news breaks yesterday. He's like, "There's nothing I love more than finding breaking news out about my about my job on Twitter." Like, yeah. I, it's just it. It was such a to me to me yesterday was such a loss for the PGA that. I don't even think Liv necessarily won yesterday, but like they have to come out as the de facto winners. You know what I mean? In that sense. And yeah, you're right. They did actually win in this because at the end of the day, like I said, Liv's at the doorstep now of, of America. If for better or worse, and it's not going to change. It's the Michael Scott paper company. <laughs> they were dead. And, and the PGA Tour and Dunder Mifflin brought them back to life. It's wild. Wow. All right, let's uh, let's talk about um, let's go to the MLB first here before we talk about the finals and get out of here. Um, kind of crazy to think we're over a quarter of the way through the season, borderline a third of the way through the season at this point. Yeah. 
Um, and it's kind of weird. Like, I don't think there's been exactly outright major headlines about Major League Baseball so far this spring. But, like, this is probably the biggest season of the MLB in, a, in some time. Like, I don't think I've seen – I don't think I've seen so many people just kind of talking about it in general, excuse me, than I have this past year so far, this past season. And that might be the biggest surprise of all to me. I mean, obviously there's stuff in-game that's like, holy shit. But, like, like in the grand scheme of it, it's kind of wild, like, kind of just looking, like, I, I look on Twitter more about this type of stuff than anywhere else. And, like... People talking about baseball who don't normally talk about baseball, it's like, holy crap, like, what a spot to be in for the game. And I think it's big having – and it's weird because some of these guys aren't having, like, their best years, but, like, the I think finally, like, the MLB was just like, we should probably ride with our marketing department here. And, like, you're finally seeing more of, like, these young guys, like, like Julio Rodriguez, for example, right? Huge with that type of deal. Um Maybe not, obviously, a young guy here, but, like, you, it, I know this brought some people back, and, like, I thought the MLB marketed it really well, but, like, McCutcheon coming back for the Pirates and the Pirates being competitive so far has been big because it kind of attaches to, like, kids are our, our, people our age, when, like, when we were in college, when they were on that hot streak, and they were honestly probably the most fun team in baseball to watch. Um you know, I know he was out for a little bit, but, like, Aaron Judge just having the month of May that he did was very big and kind of the surrounding stuff on that. Alec and, Manoa. Huh? Alec Manoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, look, I, I know the way some people might feel about this or not. I don't know. But, like, the fact that Randy Rosarina is a household name, like, that's big. A Tampa Bay Ray is a household name. When was the last time we could really say that? Longoria. I don't know about that. I, I I don't know about I, I legitimately don't know about that one. Carl Crawford. I would lean maybe David Price above those three, but like even then, like I don't know. Scott Casimir. Okay, now we're on to something. <laughs> but um, what a season so far! It, it really has been to me a, a really fun and a beyond good start to to baseball. Now there have been some things behind the scenes that we can probably talk uh, talk about here for a couple minutes, but. Um, it, it, like I said, I don't think they could have asked for a better on-field product to start the year. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was just I saw this past weekend was the highest attendance weekend for the month of April or May mm-hmm. in, like, quite some time. So people are coming out to the games. It's weird. I'm watching baseball, Paul, and three-hour game the other day, and I thought it was going so long. <laughs> and that's, like, that was the average time back in the mm-hmm. day. I like I love the pitch clock. I think we've said this before. I love that. I um, the season general's been very tight. National League is like extremely tight. No clear cut favorite. You would like to think it's the Braves or the Dodgers. I don't think it's either of them. Still off of that. The Braves do nothing for me. They just don't. You're on the Mets. No. <laughs> yeah, they've been bad. Oh. Um, I mean, 
I mean, it's hard for to say the Dodgers at this point when the Diamondbacks have the outright lead out west. It's not surprising the American League East and West are good, and the Central's trash again. There's a stunner. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. the AL Central has been bad my entire life. Even though, you know, a few of them been to the World Series and won. Royals, shout out Royals, White Sox. If you go 2005, Tigers yep. have a few appearances. Yeah, Tigers got a few uh, twins. Still on that 18 game playoff of losing streak. They'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, no, we'll get it together. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not surprising. The AL Central is bad. The AL East is great, but last year they were great, and they all went out before the World Series. So uh, none of them made it. So. You never know. That that tends to happen a lot. I think you see a lot in college basketball a lot. Mm-hmm. Get like 10 teams in the NCAA tournament. A lot of them go out early. Sometimes sometimes it's it's not great to have the, the hottest division. And it, it, it really isn't great to have the, the best division because you got teams like the Yankees, for instance, um, having a great year, and they're pretty far out of the division mm-hmm. race right now. I mean, they're, they're, instru- they're going to have to put together – they're going to have to have – they're going to need some help what they're going to need so uh i mean i've been a part of that 2015 nl central very very exhilarating uh check out the standings <laughs> uh so i think all around it's been probably one of the better baseball seasons we've had in quite some time after just two months obviously my pirates are playing better than they were may was dreadful uh Lost the Oakland A's last night. Could have come on a worse time for the podcast, losing to that team. But uh, getting yeah. embarrassed by them last night. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I think surprises so far, I would say, uh, could be the Pirates. I mean, I'm not going to go biased, though. I'm going to go with some surprises so far. Maybe the Marlins, mm-hmm. how well they've been playing. The Diamondbacks. Speaking of them, Luis Arise officially above 400. He's at 401. I love the story, but I'm going to be a realist. It's not going to stay. I think he'll drop to like 350. Really? Yeah. Mm. Which will be a great season. 350? It's going to be a great season. I think he's going to have a slump here. It is. I'll tell you this, Paul. Nobody is going to be Tony Gwynn or Ted Williams. Wow. You don't think so? Nobody's nobody's in that. Uh, there will never be another average hitter like those two, ever, again. Mm. Arise, nice story. Going to be all star. Uh, but three fifty. I want to go. He's going to drop that three fifty. He's going to drop fifty points. Mm-hmm. And uh, the disappointment so far. Um, We'll stick with the Marlins. It's it's crazy that they're good because Sandy Alcantara has not been yeah. on point this year. Uh, obviously, Alec Manoa uh, going down the rookie ball. I mean, as a team, it's got to be, and this brings much joy to my heart anyway, but as a team, it's got to be St. Louis, right? Yeah. I mean, they the fact they scapegoated Wilson Contreras is about the most cardinal thing ever. But, the like, is, if they get hot this summer – they can make a run. It's, it's weird. So, like, the NL Central, everybody's within eight and a half games. But, like, I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh, to me, 
it's hard to say there will be buyers at the deadline necessarily in that sense. But, like, if they were to just get, like, one more, like, plus pitcher, like, the Pirates are going to be able to sustain. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, they literally, to me, like, the Pirates, I, I don't necessarily, like, worry about. They're the only team in the NL Central with a plus run differential, for example. Um, they are they're beating the teams that aren't supposed to, but they are losing to the teams that they aren't supposed to either, in that sense. I know it sounds weird, but... Um, it sounds incorrect but, after the Oakland game last night. Right, right. <laughs> and, and the fact they had to come back and beat them Monday night, but um, it's one of those things. And, like, to me... I think, like, looking specifically, say, at the NL Central. Like, the team I would be scared of might be Cincinnati at this point. Like, they called Belly De La Cruz, obviously, yesterday. He did good in his debut. And, like, that offense, like, I wouldn't be concerned about now. Pitching for them is going to be... Start off good. You know, their starting rotation's fine, but that bullpen's a freaking mess until you get to Alexi Diaz. And then once you get outside of that, it's, it's... (laughs) <laughs> Alexi's good. He's 14 for 14 on the year. Like, he, he's fine. But once you get outside of really him and, like, the starters, it's it's like you have Ian Gabo, and even then it's like, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so, but that's the way it is, I think, for a lot of teams and a lot of different, you know, divisions. I mean, the only, the only team, to me anyway, that's just, like, so far out of it at this point that they're out of it, period, is Oakland. Um, Maybe Kansas City. No, like, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, Kansas, Kansas City, Colorado, Washington, right? Um, but, like, <laughs> Oakland's is so – Oakland is on pace to literally be the worst team ever. And um, shout-out to Rob Manfred for – and, and Jeff Fisher for literally destroying a franchise because they've allowed it to happen. Obviously, Fisher's the owner, Manford the commissioner, and now their stadium deal with Vegas is falling through. And what are you going to do now? Like, the fans are literally protesting them by not going to the games, and when they are, they are literally going at Fisher. So um, it's such a weird dynamic. I feel bad for I, – I know a couple of different Oakland fans out this way, and, which I know sounds weird, but, you know, when you're growing up at that time, they were one of the better teams and fun teams. So, of course, you kind of latch on to them. But I feel bad for them because, like, they have become this franchise that's very transient, and I just don't know what, what if anything, can be done to, to more or less save them, you know? Thoughts on the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Diamondbacks? Oh, um... <laughs> I didn't realize that's where you're going with that. Um, great pitching. I'm a big Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly guy. Um, they got good offense, but like their offense is very, very, very streaky. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Corbin Carroll's legit. I don't know, that's a name you don't know. You should know it by by now. That um, household name. It, it will be. I think it will be. Diamondbacks are intriguing. I, I didn't anticipate them being fully up there. I figured they might be one of those teams that c- could compete for that last wild card. They still could fade. Right, and I, to me, they more than likely will. 
but like oh you whispered it you don't want diamond fans to hear you yeah all three of them um but the fact that they have the outright lead of the West and it's June seventh, that's that's quite the feather in the cap, I'd say. Yeah. I'm you know, good young team. Sorry, I was I was handling some work stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think it's um it's a nice story. But it's only early June. We'll see how they do this month. We'll see how they do in July. Tough division. I still think the Padres could still get a good enough record to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win the division. And the Dodgers, of course, are always the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, Dodgers, though, to me, man, they, they're they going to need to go out and get some pitching. I just realized, there, do we have the internet problem happening right now? Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, um, like, they're going to need to go out and get some pitching. And they will. And, yeah, but, like, that – I know they have high hopes for Grove, for that Grove kid, but like he's done nothing so far for me to be like. Phew. Now, one of the two fighting Miller rookies in the league, <laughs> one of the Dodgers, one of the Dodgers, right, Bobby and Bryce up in Seattle. Shout out both on Jeremy's fantasy team. Woo! Now those are some two good, two good flamethrowers, man. I tell you what, but um, this is the other thing too. There's a lot of good rookies kind of kicking around right now. Um, Especially, I guess, on the pitching end, now that I'm kind of thinking about it. I mean, Bryce Elder in Atlanta, for example. Um, another one, Logan Allen in Cleveland. Um, is that Wells guy? Hmm? Baltimore's Wells? Tyler, is he technically a rookie? He might have exceeded his rookie limits last year, technically. I have him. I have Elder. It's been a nice year of pickups in that sense. but First place? Um, I don't know. Eh. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, it's been a good year of baseball so far. So what, what are you looking for here the next kind of month or so as we get to the dog days? Uh, I'm looking for um, I'm looking for the the National League to spread out a little bit. They're too uh, they're too tight right now. So uh, and you're guessing the teams will figure out where they're actually supposed to be type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, this makes me a little nervous about what's gonna happen to my Pirates, but uh, I wouldn't be. I just don't think anyone's going to run away with the National League Central, so I think they'll just always I mean, be. The, the Brewers only have a half-game lead. Brewers are without Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Hitting still inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to blow that. That division's just going to be there. Uh, I think the Red Sox are going to start to fade here. Division's too tough. I think, are they just still 500 or something? Right above it. They're one game above, 31-30. and 30. Um, I think they're going to fade mm-hmm. out of the division race. Who knows? But, but then again, if they're out of the division race, then they're probably out of the wild card race because they're all the wild card teams. So uh, I think the division race to watch out for this year is going to be – I mean, I got my eyes on the American League West. I think the, the Astros – Rangers, are they going to hang on and hang, fend off the Astros? Mm-hmm. Can the Mariners get back in the mix? We know the Angels won't because <laughs> Mike Trout does not go to the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the division. Sure, people want to think, think the Mets are going to contend with the Braves. I don't think so. I don't think the Mets have enough pitching to contend with the Braves. The Braves, yeah, they lost two out of three to Oakland. They're not dominating like we thought they would. 
mm-hmm. I think they will run away with that division. Miami's nice little story, but I think they'll run away with it. I think the Dodgers will run away with the West as well. The Potters will still be a good enough team to make the playoffs, but I just don't know if they're going to win the division. Obviously, the American League East is going to be exciting. I just don't think the Red Sox are going to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The Yankees, Rays, will they keep it up? Will the Rays have the best record come playoff time? Obviously, this is only the midpoint of the season, but will they have the best record come playoff time? Best division, uh, the Centrals will be competitive, but these teams are not going to be top-of-the-line teams in the leagues. But the division race to keep an eye on is the West and the AF. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely probably agree in the grand scheme of it there. I think the AL East, I think that kind of tightens up a little bit. Um, Tampa Bay's starting pitching is a concern again for me, only because... Andrews. Yeah, and... All around. They were... Look, they were borderline doing three bullpen games a week there for for about a two-week stretch, and that's not... And they just lost Brady Lau. Yeah, that's not sustainable. And Look, that's a good team. Boy, that just is a good team, right? And I know we joke about them, but like, they're going to at least have to be forced into trying to buy a pitcher, I'd say, at the deadline here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that would be just yet because everything's kind of tight still. I, I don't know. I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. Out of the six division leaders right now, how many of them stand come playoff time? So, is it for winning the division or just making the playoffs? Winning division. Because right now it's what, the Diamondbacks? Yeah, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Braves, Braves Rangers, Rangers, Twins, Twins and Braves. Braves. I think half of them could not win that division. Yeah, I was about to say, I kind of lean almost like 4-6. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're going all the way to six? Four, four of six. Four of six. Oh. Yeah. Um, I would have to imagine Cleveland just kind of gets it together at some point. But, like, I don't know. I don't think the Rangers are going to hang on. Their offense is amazing, though. Yeah, they, but they're done better without DeGrom pitching-wise. It's weird. they got some pitchers, too. Um, Like, it's strange. Like, the two, I think, actually, that hold are the Rays. And at this point, the Rays and the... And the Rangers. I think the Brewers fall off. I th- fall off. <laughs> um, I think they're probably one of the more susceptible susceptible teams to lose the division, though. I mean, look, the Pirates aren't going away. Kind of the same thing with the Braves. The Marlins aren't going away, and you know the Mets, in theory, should be getting their act together. Um, maybe you know, out, maybe out, west, Phillies. out West, I have a hard time believing that, at the very least, the Dodgers don't leapfrog the Diamondbacks. Uh, I mean, the Giants... The Giants have been plucky. I, I just... I don't... I'm very confused about them. Kind of the same thing that they were like last year almost. So, I don't know. But, yeah, the Central... The Twins... You They are... Twins are the definition of streaky offense this year. And I just... Like I said, I, Cleveland's got to figure it out, I would say. But, who knows? I, I don't know. And I think what the Rangers are proving is that a manager actually matters in baseball. I think it depends, but yeah. I mean, I, Bochi, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised how well they're doing. I didn't. They got a great pitching. Coach. And it's not a knock. I think Bochi is one of the all time great managers. I, I, I don't doubt his ability. 
I doubted, I think, the fact that he was on the shelf here for the past few years. And um, the last time we saw a team go out and get an older guy in that sense, right, did not go well for the White Sox. <laughs> so I think I was a little bit more on the concerned side. But clearly, you know, Bochy just solidifying his case as one of the all-time greats. Yep. So, All right, before we get out here, I do want to spend a couple minutes here just – kind of discussing the first couple of games from both the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, tighter in the NBA right now than it is the NHL. Vegas up 2-0. Uh, start there because I think it's pretty cut and dry. The Panthers need to, in my mind, I don't know if you necessarily switch up some lines here, but I think you have to just kind of more or less at this point get aggressive with the guys that you know can score and, and kind of go out there and attack. Um, it's... I, look, frankly, this game three is do or die, right? Because if you don't win this game, um, if you don't win game three for them, which is tomorrow on Thursday, <laughs> even if you win, you're, you're still behind the eight ball because you still have to go back to Vegas for at least one on for game five. That would be next Monday, right? What is it, Monday? I can't – either way. But – you're you're putting your, you're already behind your behind eight ball so much with your if you're them especially the way Vegas came out and played really the second period on in game two and like I to me that was the biggest thing was goaltending for the Knights has just been so much better um, and frankly I think a little bit is their guys are a little bit better you know some have been in this position before whether it's with different teams or with the Knights themselves and. I, I just think that's kind of showing through right now. Yeah. Uh, Got to remember they are just, I mean, NHL is weird where they're seeds, but they're just like an eight seed. They're, they're uh, you know. They are the eight seed, technically. Eight seed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, Vegas, I think Vegas is just all around the better team right now, and they're proving it first two games. Panthers really not in either one of those. Um, I don't know. It's a tough place to play. I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on Florida mm-hmm. to now win at least one of these games at home. Obviously, they have to win at least one or it's over. But uh, it's going to be tough to even it up to, too. But I wouldn't, wouldn't say they couldn't do it. But uh, they they got to get tomorrow, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, Bob, but I think it's must win. Eh, whenever you're down 2-0, you always feel like you got to get game three. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go down 3-0, and then you're putting – Yeah, but this one this one just feels like it's – like if you don't get this, like you're, you're just – Especially <laughs> if they get blown out. Thing, right? They get blown out. Yeah, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even see how they get to game five if that's the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's over. Yeah. They're going to be so deflated that it's not going to get to game five. And, and Vegas is going to have its first professional championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for the city. Uh, got a baseball. Would it be the first professional one? Also, I had a question because I was watching the Oakland game yesterday. Sure. Obviously, their minor league team is in Vegas. Yeah, their AAA team is in Vegas. So they're both going to be there. I would imagine the AAA franchise will be goes reloaded. to Oakland. Will be reloaded. No, goes we'll to the Coliseum. Uh, I would guess that we may see Portland back on the map again, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see about. That. Uh, yeah, it's for another day, another podcast, but uh. Uh, I like to think Florida's going to try to get back in the series, but I think Vegas is yeah. wrapped this one up. Yeah. Five games. Meanwhile, in the NBA, 
different story altogether. <laughs> Top of them heat, get the big it's, win. Um, they, didn't win, they didn't get the game one win. But. I, to I tried telling people, man, like, I think this is going to be a tighter series than you think. And, um, you did try telling me that. Huh? You did try telling me that. Yeah. Um, finally, the pretty boy in KCP came back to earth a little bit with Denver. But, uh, what? Big Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Uh, anyway, won't though, take a shot at Jokic. You won't. I, I, you're right. I won't. <laughs> He's my second favorite player in the league. Who's your favorite? Jimmy. <laughs> he is him. Uh, but um, yeah, I this game I think is going seven at this point, no matter what. I mean, it's it, it's it's been a fun couple games, and I look. If, is it back tonight? Yeah, it's back tonight. Game three tonight. <laughs> About tonight. Wednesday. Wednesday, and um. It's, I tell you what, for all the people saying, oh, I'm not going to watch and whatever, sure seems like a lot of you are watching considering this is beyond, it's on pace to exceed last year's finals, so. And that was who? Golden State. And Boston. Boston, yeah. So. I don't know, Nick. I think the people need to tell us what's going on with that. <laughs> I don't blame people not watching this smelly Boston. But, uh, <laughs> you know the heat? Got one of them. That's all. That's what they've been doing. They've been doing it in game one. They haven't. And haven't been doing it in game two. Yeah, so it's, it was the opposite, but the job is the same. It's actually Correct. better. Now you got the momentum going to Miami. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what? This is, uh, this isn't the Bucks. This isn't the Knicks. This, this is definitely not the Celtics. This is the, this is probably the best team in the NBA right now. And this is the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, uh, what you call him, Pretty Boy, CPC. No, uh, KCP is not Pretty Boy. Michael Porter Jr. is Pretty Boy. Uh, Michael Porter, uh, Bruce Brown, Carmelo Anthony, mm. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Chauncey Billups. <laughs> A lot of legends come out of this organization. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, so I'm just going to... I'm going to say this series goes back to Denver 2-2. And I think Denver gets game three tonight. I think Miami rebounds and gets game four. Then I think Denver gets game five. Then I think Miami gets game six. Mm. And call me crazy, Shirley. But I think Miami wins this in seven, though. You got me sold, Paul. I think Miami steals it in seven. Hell yeah, Nick. Let's go Heat. Let's go Heat. Come on, Nick. Let's go Heat. You're not going to get me to do that, but uh, lame. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's really all I have to say in the NBA. I just want to say uh, get well, Julius Randle. We're going to need you next year. So, uh, yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah, you know, I, I think you want to move on from Julius, to be honest. He's, he, had a great, I, he had a great surgery. Nick, I'm going to pose this question to you as the cameras, there we go, finally catch up. Um, would you want Carl Anthony Towns? No. Then you don't want Julius Randle. <laughs> Trust me. Go out and get a better guy. Trust me. You guys you. deserve better than Julius freaking Randle at this Trust point. Trust you who had the devils in the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, shut up. 
Wait. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. Okay. JP's the re- – he is him. Yeah. I, I was wrong about him. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that will do it for Fresh Takes for today. Um, this morning. Appreciate everybody. Yeah, this morning, today. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, Nick, who are you shouting out? Well, whatever this Penny and Lacrosse game <laughs> is going to happen, um, I'm going to shout out uh, the photographer at the Finger Lakes Times, Spencer Toulis. Big Penny and Lacrosse fan. Die hard Penny and Lacrosse fan. Boys Lacrosse. He likes all Penny and Sports, though, but. Uh, he started becoming a fan, I think, around 2004, somewhere around there. But Penyan, I don't think, won a state title since 2002. So they played Marcellus, hopefully today. Uh, they played Marcellus in the season opener, lost 10-3. to uh, So it'll be interesting to see what how the team has improved since that game. Uh, and let's see if they get to the first state title game since 2018 and hopefully uh, win it. Uh, so shout out Spencer and go Mustangs. Yeah, represent. All right, so appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you can't watch live on YouTube, catch up anytime there. Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, we will talk with everybody next week.